0: Live, presented by Kaleida Health.
2: Welcome into One Bills Live on this rainy, rainy, ugly Thursday afternoon. Not Thursday, Wednesday. This week, the last two weeks have just sent us all through a loop. Maddie Glab here alongside Steve Tasker as... Good to,
1: quick fist bump. Good to have you in on board today, Maddie, girl. good to be Maddie here. Yeah. To be
2: here. Uh, yeah. Chris Brown is traveling to... New England to he's Foxborough. The, he's on
1: the charter flight with the team, traveling in style.
2: Yeah, so I am sitting in, a sitting center in chair, his center seat,
1: center seat between. Let me just sitting with between Jimmy Acton and who else is he, is he with? Jeff Matthews, yep, maybe. That sounds about right. Our
2: content yeah. team, as they travel to face the Patriots on Thursday night football. The last three weeks for us and this team have just been all over the place. Sunday was a Wednesday. Monday was a Thursday. Tuesday was a fast friday yeah. wednesday today is a saturday for this yeah, team
1: game week saturday and
2: anytime you ask me what day of the week it is i have gotten it wrong including this show open i am all over the place i am so ready to have a regular week <laughs> next know. week where we play one o'clock football on right. sunday so we can,
1: afternoon we're gonna do the game thursday you and i are gonna do bills t- tonight yeah tomorrow night after the game, post game. We'll be a mm-hmm. post game my like, first time in a while because I of all know, the it's been a craziness. Couple weeks. And then and then Friday we'll do a two hour show post game and stuff. Then Monday will be a regular three hour three show hour and all show. that. And then we'll be back on back on schedule mm-hmm. for and the team will have the mini buy yep. headed into the jet I would game. guess
2: they'll have the weekend off. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if they get a victory Friday yeah, like they, they did last week. Yeah, if they go if they scorch get a win. these
1: guys and and, and if they don't we got all these tweets on our topic today about what it's gonna take, mm-hmm. but if they do all the things that all the tweets are saying they should do, they'll probably get the weekend off and get a little chance to recharge. Uh, it has been you – got—you felt this on your side of the building too. We're, we're, everything's all over the place. Uh, yeah. The schedule is an absolute –
2: Everything's all over the place, Mess. and this week just feels more tense because it's Patriots week, and that's just always how it feels in this building is everybody is wrapped up, everybody is focused on the task at hand. Yes, the team says it's it's a one-week-at-a-time approach. Every game is the most important game. The next game that you're playing is the most important game, but the next three games for this team are so, 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 so important <laughs> in terms of division title hopes in terms of AFC seating in terms of what their future in the playoffs could look like if it is going to be an easier road than others if it's going to be a tougher road than others um, so buckle up because we're going to see the future of this team I think in, in the next three weeks and oh, future yeah. I, I mean the future of they, this season
1: they could at the end of this three weeks come out as just what they went into this season being, the unadulterated favorite to go the distance and, and win the whole cake. Uh, and anything other than a 3-0, and you know, going 3-0 and and beating three teams, that Bill's fans, I think, believe they should beat. Uh, they'll be favored in all three games. Um, if they come out of this three-game stretch against their division opponents unblemished and go 3-2 and two into the division – the entire landscape of the conference changes. Ooh. Everything changes. Everything changes. And not that it's not that this team isn't going to be the same team where they go one and three, one and two, or two and one, or three and zero. Oh. They're still going to be the same team coming out of it. But the, but the perception about this team is going to be vastly different given just one or two losses over this next three games.
2: Yeah, they've been in a tough stretch where they have faced some teams that have played really well against the Bills. The offense seemed like... At times, it, it hasn't been as productive as we know this offense to be. I think everybody is waiting for this offense, um, for even the defense in certain situations and scenarios and ways to to wake up and be the team that we saw in the first six weeks of the season, the team that looked unstoppable, uh, the team that we were all convinced, I think, in like week one, week two, hey... Book your tickets to the Super Bowl. We are going. Um, the team needs to get back to that, and I really believe they can, and I think this would be the perfect wake-up game for this team, for this offense. They're going to get some guys back. They're going to get some guys um, who have been out with injury the last couple weeks uh, who look to be good to go for this game. We've got our injury report um, that was put out by the PR team uh, a couple hours ago. So our Bills practice updates are presented by LECOM, Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. And on so... The designations and all that stuff, this is all thrown off because of the fact that we're playing on a Thursday this week, so we have some of the designations right now on Wednesday. Uh, Deion Dawkins has been ruled out for this game, so has Von Miller. I don't think any of those are our big exclamation points, or we should be surprised by any of that because that's kind of what Sean McDermott uh, was saying from the beginning of this week. Uh, Deion Dawkins, I believe it was a, hey, we're going to see what Deion does this week and then we're going to declare his status later on they declare him out today for the game tomorrow against the Patriots we knew Von Miller was going to miss this game uh, we also heard from Von Miller on his Von cast uh, yesterday he went into detail about his injury we do have that sound bite uh, from Bleacher Report so we're going to air that right now and, and talk a little bit about what Von Miller had to say
1: I did get hurt um you know, the news is not the best of news, but it's definitely not the worst of news. Um, it's kind of like in the middle. Um, you know, I didn't tear my ACL. That was the, the huge, you know, part of it. Um, but, you know, I do have some uh, lateral meniscus damage, and it's, it's going to have to be addressed. But I, I do feel like I can, you know, play through that. So I'm just going to wait a little bit. Wait a little bit. Let the let the swelling go down for about you know seven to ten days, and you know hopefully right before the Jets game, you know I will be back.
2: So he said, not not the worst news, not the best news, but yeah, he's I, injured. He's injured, but yeah. I'm as a fan, the fan in me, I'm going, oh, he said he might be back for the Jets yeah, game.
1: I don't know. What? I don't know. He'll be ready to at least start practicing for the Jet game. <laughs> I don't know if he'll be back for the Jet game. Um, I don't know if you want to come back and jump right into a full game rotation after being out for that long totally inactive like mm-hmm. he's going to be. Mm-hmm. So and maybe he won't be completely inactive like that uh right up until the Jet game, but if he does get a chance to practice for a couple of days, that's probably all he'll need. Uh, but yeah, that's great news knowing that he has full intentions of coming back and helping out and playing. Yeah, at the end of the season it's not for even, him. And you would think too even if he misses the next two games uh the Miami game is certainly on the table for him to come back and play in so that that's a that's a huge boost uh for the Bills and for his season too you know you don't want to see him end a season like this no uh, where he's such a big part of what's going on um in in a way like that in a, with a with a knee injury like that so uh and he's right he probably it's probably one of those things and I it happens a lot where he says it's going to have to be addressed which means you know he's got to get it scoped yeah or, or perhaps it opened. Who knows? But his his knee's going to have to get fixed in the off season. Mm-hmm. Not major ligament replacement. Little little trim. Little you know, trim out, mm-hmm. dusting and cleaning. We'll, we'll we used to call up. it. Yeah, in your in your knee joint, <laughs> and and he'll be he'll be back at it. Probably okay for OTAs mm-hmm. and and mini camps and stuff like that. So good news for Vaughn in that regard. Although. You know, it's a bummer that he has to miss some time and it's yeah. going to go through all the, the rehab and all that stuff. Plus, he's got to drag that knee around now for the rest of the season.
2: Ugh, yeah, I think that's the, the one thing that you think about with – it's great to hear that this is not a season-ender for him, but as somebody who's in their 12th year in the NFL, I'm I'm saying I don't want you to risk yourself at all if you, if you go out there. I want you to be okay going out there. I know there's some risk for every single NFL player in every single snap they play in their career because it's just the sport that it is, um, but I know he's getting the advice from from our doctors, from other doctors, from our medical staff, the advice that he he needs to have to be able to feel 100% confident in his decision uh, to play whenever that's going to be. But I'm hoping, okay, you've played 12 years in the NFL. I hope nothing else happens on top of this injury that you already have when you're going out there. Not 100%, which we hear Josh Allen say all the time. At this time in the season, nobody is playing 100% in the NFL. Um, other injury designations, other other news and notes uh, with – who is in, who may be out. Uh, questionable is Quentin Morris, tight end for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he was out with an illness. We had several players, again, who were out this week who missed um, a practice or two with an illness. It's going around. Steve, you and I have got the sniffles right now. It oh seems my God. Like... I'm on the mend, man.
1: <laughs> I was out for the entire weekend plus Monday. And, uh oh.
2: It I'm seems feeling, like everybody has something. Nobody's feeling 100%. It, it has,
1: yeah, well, you know, everybody knows I got a, this huge family. It has, the entire <laughs> roster has just gone down. The whole roster is as it looked like the Bills roster uh, with the amount of names on my family's sick list. So it's, yeah, it's going around. What are you going to do? Um, I
2: think something positive, though, on the injury report is Tremaine Edmonds was a full participant all week in practices. He's missed a couple of games. I think we've seen watching these games how much the Bills miss Tremaine Edmonds when he is not on the field. Um, Another player who, who we have missed, Mitch Morse, a full participant this week, was out with that elbow and ankle injury. Another player, Greg Rousseau had that ankle injury. He missed a couple of games, full participant all week. So you're starting to get some guys back. AJ and I Epinesa. know we, yeah. AJ Epinesa as well. He was a full participant, another ankle injury. And it seemed like, I don't know if it was three or four weeks ago, we started to get a little bit healthier. And then it seemed like guys were dropping like flies again. Um, it seems like right now this team is starting to get healthier. Uh, I know Von Miller and Deion Dawkins are not not a part of that equation. Josh Allen, also a full participant all week. With that right elbow injury. I think that's the first time we've seen that where he hasn't been limited uh, since that right elbow injury came about. So, this is all good news for this team. They're starting to get some guys back. I think this is very important that they're starting to get healthier when they're going to be facing the Patriots this week, then the Jets, then the Dolphins, um, all AFC East teams that really, really important games, as we said um, in the open of this show. I'm glad the defense is getting a little bit healthier hopefully Dion can rejoin this team next week against the Jets um, hopefully von Miller isn't that far along or that that much behind Dion Dawkins in terms of when he comes back to the team um, but this Patriots team on defense they're going to be a tough team to beat a tough team to score on yeah. from their their front four, their front seven to their secondary. They have some some standout standout players. Matt Judon leads the NFL in sacks this year, uh, with 13 so far. the The rate that they pressure the quarterback um, is a is a top five rate. Uh, they're allowing around 18 points per game. They're a top ten defense in terms of run defense, pass defense. They take the way they take away the ball at a high rate. They have 18 takeaways, good for fifth in the NFL. They're allowing a league low 58 percent completion percentage for opposing quarterbacks. This is not going to be easy for the Buffalo Bills offense. This is going to be tough sledding. Um, which maybe that's what they need, right? Maybe they need a wow. really tough defense to come to come not in. In Highmark Stadium, but maybe they need to play against a tough de- defense to, to kind of wake up this offense because the Lions, while they have been playing better on defense as of late, they are still one of the worst defenses in the NFL and at times the Bills struggle to score points on them. They Their red zone percentage, I want to say, was so much better than it has been in the past. They're 75% in terms of red zone efficiency which is a really good number um, right now in the season. It's around 53% good for 19th in the NFL um so maybe they need to face a good defense like like the patriots to just wake them up and and shock them well, back into their old yeah, ways of, I, of the beginning <clears throat> of the season. I
1: just I <laughs> t- I yeah I'd take uh sisters of the poor defense, you know, before that, but yeah, the patriots it's going to be a good game. I, I think the patriots will rise up. They in a lot of ways they're a different team than they were last year um during the last two games that the bills met them when, you know, the the bills didn't even have to punt in those games. And uh the first game in Foxborough is is where Isaiah McKenzie, uh, Steph Diggs, and Josh Allen kind of took the game over. Mac Jones couldn't get it going offensively. The Bills played well defensively and and beat them uh, handily. And then, of course, in the playoff game here in Buffalo, it was in doubt for about a third of one quarter uh, until the end of the first Patriot drive when, you know, Mac Jones tried to hit Nelson Aguilar down the side I believe it was Nelson Aguilar down the sideline and Micah Hyde picked it off. The Bills never looked back. Sayonara. Um, they went up fourteen nothing, seventeen nothing, twenty seven. I mean, it was just it was they just couldn't stop it. It was a downhill train. Oh, it was so and, fun. And uh yeah, the Bills got every single positive yard they could get in the entire game. They never punted, never took a negative down. Never um, never now this kicked is a, different, a field goal, <clears throat>
2: scored touchdowns on every drive. Yeah, it's
1: a different different team in this New England Patriots but overall it's I I don't think it's significantly more talented than the one last year but it's different so the Bills it's going to be a different challenge so we'll see how the Bills can do if the Bills don't do it to themselves the Patriots I don't think are good enough to do it to them
2: yeah Uh, Mac Jones is coming off of a career game for the Patriots we know he Against the Bills has struggled, right? Um, he did beat the Bills in that game where he had, what, three passing attempts, I he think threw it three was. Times. Threw, threw it three times. Three oh, times. That game still makes me so mad. But on Thanksgiving, they played the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they did lose. Uh, but he completed 72% of his passes for 382 passing yards, usually not a stat. You see next to the name, Mac Jones, also threw for two touchdowns, had a 119 passer rating. They're coming
1: off their best performance coming in a while. Coming off their best
2: performance in a while. He's also improved quite a bit um, from weeks one through nine uh, versus the past couple weeks. Um, they had a bye week 10. Uh, but as he's been getting better, He's also been doing a lot worse against pressure, which is a good thing for the Buffalo Bills because the defensive line, as they're getting healthier, getting A.J. Epinesa back, getting Greg Rousseau back, they're able to pressure the quarterback. So maybe this is just what the defense needs to do against Mac Jones uh, as he has been, his stats has been improving in a lot of different ways, pressure-wise, facing pressure. It's been going down over yeah. the last couple I, weeks. I think that's
1: the key to this game. The Bills, for the Bills' offense, it's not turning the football over. Um, for their defense, it's about putting this game in the hands of Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they can get do that,
2: make the, them one dimensional. The
1: Bills are, are going to have the upper hand. Um, Take away
2: Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson.
1: Right. They're going to have to see if Mac Jones can beat them. And if he does, if if they can put this game into the hands of Mac Jones, uh, can he beat them with pressure in his face? And how few guys they have to send to get pressure is mm-hmm. a big key, too. Early in the season, their offensive line was an atrocity. Uh, it's better now. They're starting to play better, as you would expect every team to get a little bit more sound, a little bit more uh, settled in, uh, communicate better, know each other better. Their offensive line plays better together. Uh, and... That has helped them a little bit. But early in the season, that was a it was a real problem if the Bills can revisit that mm-hmm. for the Patriots. And, of course, the, well, the Bills have been really good about getting – and I said this yesterday. The Bills have been really good on first and second down in these yeah. games. Third. And, the thir- and they have trouble getting off the field in third and long. It's been frustrating. I don't have a problem getting in that spot again. And seeing if the Patriots, with a little pressure in their face, can can convert those third and longs.
2: Agreed, agreed. On third down, their ranking in the NFL has just—it's pretty much plummeted over the season. Uh, this in the beginning of the year, they weren't giving up those third and longs. I I don't remember that, but as of late on third down, uh, they've been allowing teams to. Let's see, where's the stat? They've been allowing teams to. Hello. I've got a big stats pack here that we prepare for every matchup. And I'm lost in in the stats pack. All right. Third down. They allow teams to convert 40% of the time, good for 18th in the NFL. I believe in the first few weeks they were up and they were a top 10 defense um, in terms of their third down defense, if I can find this pretty quickly. Um, But speaking of putting pressure on the quarterback we've got to give a shout out to ed oliver for winning afc defensive player of the week uh it's the first time ed oliver has won that earned that honor um for his performance against the lions he was all over the place had a sack for safety forced a fumble recovered a fumble had a couple tackles for loss six total tackles and he played lights out too last Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, he didn't, um, get, the, he didn't <laughs> get the turkey leg. He didn't get a game ball. You know, I was I was
2: upset about that. But
1: he did get defensive player of the week in the conference, and he deserved it. Uh, the sack force fum- the tackle for loss force fumble that he got. The sack for a safety he got against golf. Uh, just he was absolute an absolute monster last week. Um, I hope. That did something for him this last week that puts him on a trajectory that he continues this weekend um, or this week tomorrow against the New England Patriots. Having a dominant three technique like Ed, a guy mm-hmm. who can penetrate, can run guys down behind the line of scrimmage uh, during the handoff and in the run game, is enormous. Uh, he's a, he could be a game wrecker. Here in New England, we'll see if he can continue that. But congratulations to Ed Oliver, Defensive Player of the Week in the American Football Conference of the National Football go, League. Ed, way, way, to way to go, go Ed! Way to go! Finally, Have somebody a game. giving our guy Ed some love. He you know? he
2: totally deserves it. Um... Back to that third down stat, really quickly. It seems like they've been hanging around forty percent, thirty eight percent most of the season. The first two weeks, um, it was definitely better than that. But kind of as the season has gone on, um, they've been hanging around, letting teams convert around forty percent. They're tied for eighteenth in
1: the league in third down conversions, um, which you know they you like to see them better. You, you
2: want to get off the field. <laughs>
1: But they're fourth in red zone efficiency. They're they, hard to they've score been, touchdowns They've on. been
2: really good in the red and zone. And that's
1: you know. And conversely, the, the Patriots are horrible on offense in the red zone. Would
2: you rather have one over the other?
1: You'd rather have the defense, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, the red, the Patriots convert thirty eight, almost thirty nine percent of their. Red zone possessions into touchdowns. That's thirty-first in the National Football League. Yeah, the
2: Patriots aren't great in the red zone,
1: and the Bills' defense is fourth. So, yeah, it's that's a that's a matchup the Bills should win. In retrospect, looking back at, in years past, when the Bills have been a top-five defense, they have not been good in the red zone.
2: I know, yeah.
1: So it's just the opposite of the way it has been. Mm-hmm. Um, they are now they're by they're like a top they're a top they're still a top-five defense are the Bills. They're fifth in points allowed.
2: Twelfth in yards Um, allowed. Twelfth in
1: yards, ninth in yards per play, Mm -hmm. seventh in rushing yards a game, ninth in rush yards play. Um, Yeah. So they're they're really good. They're still good, really good defense. Uh, But that red zone efficiency has just absolutely flip-flopped this year, which has been really good. They're also second in the NFL in interceptions. You'd love that to continue.
2: Yeah, I think I've been proud of this defense in a lot of ways to to hang on to stats like that, um, stats that they've had very high rankings. Um, through the last several years, really since Sean McDermott came to Buffalo and Leslie Frazier came to Buffalo. And this year, we've seen a lot younger guys take over some of those snaps. And so you would expect maybe some of those numbers would fall a bit because you have guys who have, play, have played less time in the NFL, are, are a little bit more green than players like Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde or Tredavious White. Um, but they've, they've held their own with the rookies that have been playing at corner, with the younger guys who have been playing at safety, Jaquan Johnson, DeMar Hamlin. Those numbers are still really, really good in terms of NFL rankings um, right. to be up there in interceptions. I know it's just not the secondary doing that, um, but to, to have a pretty high ranking too um, with passing touchdowns allowed your, your top 10 defense in that. Um,
1: yeah, that's th- and that's the thing too. That some of the other things that, they're, that they are ranked highly in interceptions, they're second, as we said. They're also tied for second overall in takeaways, which means fumbles and interceptions. Mm-hmm. They've got 20 takeaways, which is tied for second in the league. They're sixth in opponents passer rating against them they're very good against the passing game overall and they're a top 10 defense in touchdown passes allowed yep so they're really getting it done defensively uh Tredavious White coming back Tremaine Edmonds coming back AJ Epineza, Greg Rousseau coming back that's all going to make them better taking Vaughn Miller out of the rotation hurts them no question about it mm-hmm. but they're all healthy across the front except for Vaughn uh Defensively, you got to think with Milano and Edmonds back in the saddle together, they're going to have a nice game. Uh, Ter- uh, Taryn Johnson, yep. Dane Jackson playing now cornerback two instead of cornerback one if Tredavious White can go the full distance, which don't know if he'll go the whole game, but you'd think his snap net count would expand a little, uh, give you a, maybe a half. I don't know if he's gave you 16 plays against the Detroit Lions, maybe he gives you 25 or 30 plays Mm -hmm. against uh, the Patriots. Um, Maybe he gets a pick. Who knows? Any of that stuff, uh, you're getting better on that side of the ball on a a defense that's already playing at a high level and has been doing so, uh, I keep saying this, no pun intended, but hamstrung by injuries. Yeah. Uh, They've really been injury-prone on that side of the ball, and now they're getting pretty much healthy with the exception of Vaughn. you really got to feel good going forward. And There's we're at a that football, we're at that
2: time of the a year. A lot of football to go though. A lot of football to go. It's week thirteen. There is one, two, three, four, five, six games left left for this team in the regular season. We're around the time right now where you want to start playing your best football. Yeah, you want to start. You and you these, do not want to see any drop off. Really these big. next three weeks are huge. You've got the Bengals and the Patriots to finish off the regular season. A couple of these games could get flexed. I would imagine some of these games are going to be played in the nighttime window just because of the opponents and because of what could be um, at stake for this team. You've got the Dolphins. That's a game that could be flexed week eight, week 15, and then the Patriots week 18. I said this when I was on earlier this week. I think the division is probably going to come down to the last couple games just because of the way the Bills have started in the division and the way that other teams have played in the division thus far. The Bills still have four games against AFC East opponents. The Dolphins and the Patriots have three, and the Jets have two games left in the division. So... Much more to come. We've got Mike Reese coming on the show at 2 o'clock. He's an ESPN NFL Nation reporter for the Patriots, so we're going to kind of get his pulse on the Patriots in this game ahead for both of these teams. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll dip into the tweet sheet. Stick with us here on One Bills Live. We are presented by Collider Health on Buffalo Bills Radio.
0: Okay, picture this.